Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mark Willard. My wife is what she refers to as an intuitive, meaning she, she does medium work. Rich Ornberger. Wait, okay. okay. Yes. Okay. All right. What's going on here? Are you putting me on? No, I'm not. This is the Mark and Rich Show. Mark and Rich Show. On Extra 1360, Fox Sports San Diego, iHeartRadio, Fox Sports 1350, IE, Mark and Rich, live, local, noon to three, every single day. We got a very lively hour coming up. First off, want to remind everybody that we're out at OG's, Liberty Station, and we're having a blast. I just had the kale salad. Oh, yeah. It was tremendous. Uh, there was breadsticks on there, tremendous. Meatball sub coming up. We'll keep you posted. Uh, Brett McMurphy also uh, coming up in just a few minutes, long time, very good college football insider, has some interesting things to say about SDSU. Uh, Rob Ryan next hour, uh, Rob is great. Um, plus, later on this hour, pint size pick em. Oh, yeah, very important that I, uh, that I stay on top of this one. I'm still leading through what? How oh, long are we doing this? Three the, weeks now? Three weeks in. You are still only one game ahead of Jude. He is on your tail. I gained on you last week. I had a four in one week. I'm only two back. Uh, so uh, the Willard family is coming for you. Yeah, well, yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't mind that all. It doesn't scare me. That's a, uh, that's a soft bunch, as they say. You said. That's a soft bunch you, of bananas. You, you said. <laughs> Got the brown spots. You know, you, you pick it up and, like, the whole bunch falls off. Like, yeah, that's, a, that's the Willard. You said something before the show that I thought was great because now that you're working with San Diego State, I asked you, have we reached the point already at 4-0? That you would be disappointed if they're not playing on New Year's Day. You didn't hesitate. You said yes. Yep. Uh, let's bring in Brett McMurphy, longtime college football writer, insider, uh, does great work. Brett, uh, thanks so much for coming on. And, and you are one of those guys, many of them out there, who right now, if you look across the nation and, and look at the teams in, uh, in the group of five that have a chance to get to New Year's Day, would you say San Diego State is in the A position amongst all of them? Yeah, absolutely. The uh, the wins uh, at Arizona State and then home against Stanford are much more impressive than any anybody else in the group of five has. Uh, currently, probably San Diego State's biggest competition is a USF team that, quite frankly, does not play anybody. Their best non-conference win is against a horrid Illinois team, and they may get the entire season without playing a ranked team unless UCS ranked in their season finale. I think it's pretty simple for San Diego State. If they run the table, and that's not easy to do in any league, but if they go if they go 13-0, and 0, I do not see any way they do not get the New Year's Six bid. And I think what will be key for, for San, Diego, San Diego State fans to watch, watch for, first off, don't worry about where you're ranked in the AP poll. It means absolutely nothing. You have to worry about the selection committee. Well, the first selection committee rankings don't come out until Halloween, appropriately maybe. So the key thing to look at at that point for San Diego State is where are they ranked if they're still undefeated compared with the other group of five teams in that first ranking. If they are behind another group of five team that can win their championship, whether it's 
the American or the, the MAC or, or Conference USA or whatever, then I don't think San Diego State can, can jump them because you look at their final three regular season games, San Jose State, Nevada, and New Mexico, there is no opportunity to play a quality opponent to climb. However, if they are the highest-ranked team at that point and whoever's behind them is two, three, four spots behind them, I think they've got a, a, a very, very good shot if they went out to get that bid. So, Brett, you said something interesting. These wins against ASU and Stanford early in the season now are big. They're meaningful. USF doesn't play anybody on their schedule except for Illinois, so that's meaningful. However, you just also mentioned if you're ranked heading into the the, the latter half of your schedule, uh, that's the way you will keep the inertia rolling into the selection committee. However, I'm, I'm kind of torn here. Yeah, those were big wins, but they were front-loaded on this schedule. Does that play a part here? Is it smarter to backload the schedule with these big national games? You know, it really doesn't. I've participated in a mock selection committee uh, with the college football playoff, and I've kind of gone through the process. They do, you do basically take the entire schedule. Um, you don't really... I guess it's up to each individual. I took the entire schedule and gave it equal weight. Now the key is you need Arizona State to continue the success. They had, you know, they upset Oregon. They need to keep winning. Um, right now, I don't have Arizona State projected to get to six wins or get to a bowl game. Stanford, you need you got to root for Stanford every week. The better they do, the better that win looks. I think if Stanford continues what they did against UCLA, they should be ranked at the end of the year. And so even though when San Diego State beat Stanford. Stanford was an unranked team. If Stanford's ranked at the end of the season, San Diego State will get credit for beating a ranked team. That's just one of the kind of um, weird things, how they how they judge the schedule. So basically, once San Diego State beats a team, you need them to win the rest of their games. I think what also is going to help San Diego State is Boise State. You know, obviously, traditionally, they're, they're one of the best teams. In the league, they've got that national name. They're, they're kind of struggling right now. San Diego State needs Boise State to, to win as many games as possible the rest of the way out um, because then that win against Boise State will look even better. Um, the Aztecs obviously have a big opportunity this week against Northern Illinois. You're playing a team that beat Nebraska that won on the road against a Big Ten team. So certainly a win over Northern Illinois, while it may not carry a great deal of weight, because they'll probably finish up at six or six and six or seven and five, the committee will be able to say, well, you know, look, they've got two wins over Pac-12 teams. They also beat a team that won on the road at a, at a Big Ten team. Um, you know, I wouldn't get too caught up again if if San Diego State's ranked 13th, 15th, 18th, or 19th or 21st. All you got to do is finish one spot ahead of the next highest group of five team, and you'll be in a you'll be in a New Year's Six game. Brett McMurphy, longtime college football writer, insider, joining us, Mark and Rich, Extra 1360. So, Brett, let's totally just get caught looking ahead here for a second. Looking at your bowl projections, one thing I also found interesting, everybody who has San Diego State projected to play uh, in the New Year's Six, at least that I've seen, hasn't projected to be in the Fiesta Bowl. You have them in the Peach Bowl. Now, now, what what will determine that, and, and you know, why would it – why would a bowl that is so far away from San Diego want the Aztecs over the Fiesta Bowl? Yeah, don't purchase those tickets just yet. 
Okay. So here, here I'll try to give the simple version. So basically, after the four teams are announced and get into the playoffs, and then you've got the next five highest-ranked teams plus the group of five champions. Those those teams are then basically put on a wall, and the committee then determines what are the best matchups for these remaining bowl games. Um, the Orange is contracted to take an ACC team and a team from the Big Ten, SEC, or Notre Dame. So they're not, they're not even considered. So you're looking at the Fiesta, the Peach, and the Cotton. So I'm projecting that some of the teams that are going to be in those bowl games are teams like USC, Ohio State, Michigan, um, Wisconsin, those teams. So, again, it's just my opinion. The committee can, can pair any schools they want in any of those bowl games, I just think that if they have a Big Ten and a Pac-12 team that are available for one of those large bids, I think they will put them in the Fiesta Bowl because it will be a Pasadena South for Glendale, Arizona. I just think that makes a better matchup for that bowl game. I also think if the Big 12 gets a team in, which right now I think TCU, TCU would get in, Oklahoma I think will make the playoff, but if, oh, if the Big 12 has a, has a team that's in a large team, I think they would try to place them in the Cotton Bowl because of the proximity of that. I mean, this is the reality. Where San, if San Diego, San Diego State ends up is the least of their worries. So while it doesn't make sense well, right. a lot of people <laughs> San Diego State, I'm, sorry, I'm just telling you how it is. It, while it doesn't make a lot of sense for, for San Diego State fans to say, why in the world would they send us all the way to Atlanta when they could put us in Glendale, Arizona, the bigger, the bigger issue for them or the bigger picture motive for, for them is how to get the best overall bowl matchups. So to do that, the way I'm projecting it is a Pac-12 Big Ten game in, in the Fiesta, the Big Ten against somebody in the Cotton, and the fact that the that Western Michigan played in the Cotton last year, I don't think they would send a group of five team back to the Cotton this year. So that way, I think the Peach ends up with San Diego State, or for that fact, whoever the group of five team is, because Atlanta's got the national title game. So if they give them the least desirable New Year's Six game, I don't think that's that big a deal because they get the national title game. So that's why that's the, the method to my madness on why I have San Diego State going to the Peach Bowl. You could give me a hundred different scenarios, and I'm probably going to still end, end up with San Diego State um, in the in the Peach Bowl, unless there's unless basically no Pac-12 team or no Big Ten team gets into the new, gets into one of the New Year's Six games, which I think is very very unlikely. Brett, it seems like sandwiched in the middle of all this is a lot of politics and a lot of, I don't know, just a view at what each team brings as far as traveling fans and prestige for these bowl games. So having said that, all of the bowls will be selected or scheduled at least after the Heisman voting. If San Diego State has a Heisman finalist, if Rashad Penny goes to New York uh, or potentially even wins the darn thing, does that help them get a bigger bowl? Well, the the... It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. will be announced before the Heisman. So that's that. That won't obviously. That's not going to get them in. However, if it, it, by that point you pretty much know who the top three or four favorites are, it, it, with all the right. media straw polls and everything, if he's certainly one of the top candidates, if they're not in the running for a New Year's Six game, then absolutely that helps them as far as the pecking order um, in the Mountain West. Obviously, the champion goes to the Las Vegas. Um, so it would, it would help them in any other bowls if they happen to shuffle, shuffle down the rankings. Um, but as far as the, the New Year's Six game, it's out of the bowl's hands. It really is. The, the, the executives at the Peach, the Fiesta and Cotton, they have zero say in who comes to their bowls now. It's all run by the college football playoff. And that 13 person selection committee will determine who plays who. Um, so maybe in their mind, maybe it may help if Penny's in contention for the Heisman, but their number one goal is is to uh, to set up the best matchups they can. Hey, Brett, real quick, uh, and on a completely different subject, do you think uh, this anthem demonstration stuff on some level is coming to college football? You know, I, I guess somehow it could. Uh, it seems that college coaches have... I don't know how this will sound, but they've, they've got a better control over their players. So they may, um, if there are some players that, that wanted to do that, I'm not saying they shouldn't be able to do that. But I, I'm thinking that more of the colleges would, if they're going to do something, they're going to do something as a team. I know Northwestern has already announced they're taking the field Saturday against Wisconsin. They're all going to walk on the field with their arms um, interlocked. Right. You know, they may make statements that way. Um, I think it. I think it would be very unlikely that you're going to have a couple of college players do it on their own. Although, you know, I've I've seen things in the last couple of weeks I never thought I'd see college football <laughs> players do: fitting on logos, planting a flag, guy doing a somersault into the end zone, knowing he's going to get a 15-yard penalty. So you can never count anything out. Uh, Brett McMurphy, all over college football. Great stuff. Great to talk to you. Thank you. All right. Good luck this year. Thank you. Yeah, we appreciate it. Uh, definitely uh, looking at San Diego State's uh, the rest of their schedule. And we got that news last week uh, from R.J. Bell uh, that there were only going to be two games left where they weren't a double-digit favorite. Yeah. And Air Force was one of them, and yeah. that was the smaller one. So they're already past that. The other one, and that was at the time, was Boise State. He said they would be a seven-point favorite. And that was at that moment. Then Boise State went out and got upset. It's entirely possible that they're going to be a double-digit favorite every single week the rest of the way. Yeah, and look, uh, that's the expectation that lies. And to just sort of expand on something we've been talking about and teasing all day long, this idea of a letdown. If they're not in a New Year's Six game, yeah, there will be. Because all of a sudden, they're favorited in every game uh, for the rest of the season. They're undefeated so far. You can feel there is a palpable intrigue about where this whole thing's going. You know, you start you start talking to people, administrators, people around the staff of the team. You know, not necessarily the coaches. They're laser focused on, focused on the next week's challenge. But you talk about staff members, and they're already saying, hey, geez, you know, uh, 
we we need to travel to these bowls with more of our fans. You know, like let's let's start let's start thinking about that, getting right. that far ahead of themselves. Because and and rightfully so. I mean, part of this is promotion. Part of this is political. You heard it himself. He's like, well, I mean, they'll probably end up in Atlanta at the Peach Bowl because if you think about the group of five last year and the the bowl committee and who they selected for that, you like. You want to be on your best behavior. You want to show the best fan support. You want to be able to go to the table, go to the argument, go to the fight armed with the best of yourself to say, no, 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 we, we, we've been coming close to selling out a gigantic stadium at home. These fans are ready to, to, to get on the road and see us wherever we play. Make it close to home. Make it the Fiesta Bowl, not the Peach Bowl. You'll get more of us. Yeah, there. well, that, that's why, by the way, that what you're talking about, it being political, the athletic department, guys like you and me, we're already looking at January 1st. We haven't even flipped the calendar to October yet. (laughs) This is why I'm so impressed by the players, especially with what they did last week at Air Force, knowing that this team has a history of becoming ranked and then losing the very next week, knowing they were down 9-0, knowing that the rain was going sideways. But we forget sometimes that these people all intersect. Yes. When you talk about everybody over at the athletic department who has to start planning for Heisman campaigns and potential trips to the Fiesta Bowl or the Peach Bowl, yet somehow not let that filter to the players and let their minds get ahead of themselves. Well, they're all walking around the same campus. They're all walking around the same athletic offices. You know, players are probably walking in on a conversation about the Peach Bowl versus the Fiesta Bowl. And that's what's really hard to block all that stuff out, especially when you're 18, 19, 20 years old and you're feeling yourself right now, by the way. And that's something that Rocky Long talked about last night on the coach's show. It's something that he, we bring up with him a lot, not only the political side of all this, but also how do you get young guys to do what you ask them to do? A lot of times he says, look, you just try your best because by and large, they're making their own decisions. Yeah. A young mind is made up pretty quick and you just have to give them the best environment information to make a better decision right and uh to that point you know we're talking about anthem protesting in the nfl and the trickle down effect to college yeah they're not on the field for the anthem but a lot of guys have twitter accounts right Sure. And so you may start favoriting and liking and 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 retweeting some of these protest uh, issues that have been coming across the NFL. And Rocky Long said that's another thing. Now y- y- you have to make sure that is it control? No, but you have to make sure an 18 year old kid understands the ramifications of getting involved in this. Mark and Rich show 100%. Oh, 100%. Um, All right, coming up, we've still got pint-sized pick'em. Wait till you hear in a few minutes what Colin Cowherd said about Phillip Rivers after watching him play football last weekend. So all that is is up uh, in just a few minutes. But uh, we came out of the gate today talking about our opinions both are that the NFL is fine. It's fine. And I don't mean it's fine like I love every single thing that's happening. Uh, I loathe relocation. Oh, yeah. You know, obviously the CTE thing scares me. I have two. uh, I have three kids, two sons, uh, one of whom is already playing football, at least flag level. Um, This stuff all affects me, too. But I I, I don't think the NFL is going to hell. No. Uh, I don't think that the NFL is going to just up and go away. Bob has called in. Bob, thanks for the call. What's up? One quick thing, too. Isn't it great to be able to talk about the aspects of the Fiesta Bowl? There you or, go. There you uh, go. That, that just changes everything. <laughs> my thing, so wait a minute. My, so what you're saying, Bob, is you're in a better mood now than oh, when definitely. you originally called. 
definitely, definitely. Okay, good, <laughs> good. I'm glad we can do that for you. My, uh, <laughs> my question is, you know, how come no one's bringing up the fact that the NFL unconspicuously just removed the rule about not standing for the national anthem this year out of their operations manual? I don't believe that it ever was. Yeah, there was one in there. If you go back to last year's, if you could find it online, last year's rule was in there. Rule, I think it's on page sixty-two, something. Oh, like but that. they, but they were doing this last year too, Bob. And, I know, and, and, and yeah, nobody got punished. Yeah, see, and so I think what happened was that the NFL does not want to get involved in punishing the athletes for protesting that this rule was conspicuously removed this year. You know, Bob, to your point, I'm not sure if it was or it wasn't present in the rule book. What I, what I will say about the NFL and what I know for playing for teams is you got to be more concerned about PR than rules. Like when we talk about teams relocating, we talk about the greater, bigger issues going on around the league, how you handle domestic violence. They're making this stuff up as they go. Yeah, there are rules written down on pages of paper, and every year they change and they amend them. But the truth is it's whatever's the best for the shield will be the rule of the day. So a player protests and he's on a knee for social injustices, they're not going to go and stomp all over that campaign because what happens? They divide their viewership. They're not going to do that. They're going to try to play both sides of the fence as best they can. All right, Rich Ornberger is being chased all over the country this year by a three-year-old boy uh, who is uh, now addicted <laughs> to picking games. So uh, Pine Size Pick'em is right around the corner. We've got an extended pregame show for Saturday's Aztecs matchup with Northern Illinois. Live SDCCU Stadium starting at 5.30. The game will kick off at 7.30. Tune in or stop on by and say hello. Of course, every Aztec game right here on the home of the Aztecs. Extra 1360 Fox Sports San Diego. Pint Size Pick'em is next. Tomorrow morning on Hardwick and Richards are the Philadelphia Eagles, just a watered-down version of the Kansas City Chiefs, and we've got bold predictions at 8.30. We get started at 6 a.m. on Extra 1360 Fox Sports San Diego. All right, Nick Hardwick continuing to work toward his chosen profession of the future, which is is a WWE wrestler. (laughs) Um, That is... uh, what he sounds like to me on the promos i don't know about you but uh, i think he would be perfect <laughs> he's gonna have to put some weight back on but he's already got the tattoos he's got to pick a different uh, which color underwear he wants to wear out there but i think he'd be an amazing character i oh, really do 100 percent. he's got the green arms i mean yeah people don't know this he'll show it though he's got an orangutan tattooed on his side uh right on the rib cage I mean, yeah, I've probably seen more of Nick Hardwick than anybody really needs to. But, that's, that's, uh, yeah, you throw him in a Speedo and in a wrestling ring, that seems like the right place for him. We're there. No question about it. Um, okay, Mark and Rich, so glad you're with us. Pint size, pick him in a few. We'll go through the biggest five games of the weekend, uh, give you our picks, and then three-year-old Jude Willard will throw his at Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. 
Chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Two plus a little bit extra and uh, see if he can catch Rich this year. It is a very close race where early you lead Jude down by one. I'm down by two. I'm so glad we're doing this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because the Dick's picks, because my name is Richard, that's, uh, you know, I pick the, the games based off right. the spreads as opposed to just wins, losses with Jude here. Young Jude Willard, who young I'm Jude, absolutely yes, dominating. Uh, there is, there, there's nothing that makes me happy to be, to be winning at something. And since the, uh, the, the pickums that I've been doing have been going so yeah, poorly. Yeah, I'm sorry. What, Dick's picks record this year is what? It's two and seven. Two yeah, and seven. Two and seven, which is absolutely disgusting. Not so, great, all right. it turns out. Uh, yeah. We'll get to that in just a second. But first, um, you know, Philip Rivers, for whatever reason or reasons, is such a lightning rod. Right now it's this, you know, Hall of Fame thing, whatever. It's almost like the last couple of years, though, He's got this Hall of Fame resume. He was the face of San Diego sports. Yet now we watch games and there's almost a debate as to whether or not he's even good. Like, is he even good? Take a listen to this. Cowherd watches the Chiefs and Chargers last weekend and is talking to Greg Cosell, who does a great job of like, he goes really deep on games, watches film all day. He's kind of like you and the Aztecs now. <laughs> Just sits around in a visor and watches film. He's at all NFL day. Films. I, I He's met, at NFL Films. I met That's Greg. Right. He is, trust me when I tell you this, he knows everything about everybody. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping you know something about me. I'm hoping to get hired over there and do a couple of those little <laughs> VO things. Oh, but, you know what? Um, he didn't mention your name. No. Well, he's holding out on me. But, <laughs> but listen to this. Cowherd has Cosell on. Listen to his conversation about the Chargers, Chiefs, and what he saw in Phillip Rivers. But I was watching Phillip Rivers. And Greg, he looked absolutely shot. What did I see? Well, you know what, Colin? Philip Rivers, it, it seems to me that there's two games a year where Philip Rivers does not play well. And hopefully this was one of just two. He's a little later in his career. You might be able to. I'm not sure the sample size is large enough for me yet to make this call. You might say that his arm, which was never a gun, you might say that it's not quite what it was, and we'll have to wait and see on that. Uh, This was the first week they ran the ball with a little bit of consistency. Then Gordon got hurt. He'll be back this week. They're going to need to be able to run the ball with consistency. Interesting. Gosh, Phillip Rivers is shot. And, And Greg Cosell didn't seem to agree with that. But said, you know, he's he is prone to the stinker. Yeah, a couple of times a year, his arm may not be what it used to be. What do you see? What I see is one interception that was horribly underthrown with a well-protected uh, a play where he had time and he had room in the pocket, and it was Travis ben- Benjamin, and the corner made a great play on the ball because he had to wait for it to drop. The other ones can be explained away by double coverage because they ran a bad group of routes against a bad coverage situation. And the other one, let's really be honest when we're talking about the NFL. Those guys are getting paid too. The Kansas City Chiefs oh. has an all-pro has an all-pro cornerback named Marcus Peters. Do you know a guy by the name of Tim Davis? Yeah, offensive line coach in college and pro yeah. for for a number of yeah. years. When I covered USC, he was there, and he's nuts. By the way, <laughs> yes, he's yes, totally nuts. He and he used to come on the show with us every week. And you just reminded me of him. You yeah. know, what he used to yell whenever we would say something about, "Hey, but this is when USC's beating everyone sure, thirty-five yeah, yeah, to ten yeah. every week." We're like, "Okay, so you know, how many are you going to beat him by this week?" And he would scream at us, "Everybody coaches, yeah, 
everybody coaches. That's what you basically just said. It's, Everybody's got professional players. It's the real deal. So Peters is on a route, a clear out route, a route by Terrell uh, Williams up the sideline. He's trying to make room basically for Gates on the sticks route. He's running close to a first down. He's probably hovering on the line. If he catches it and converts, he's got a first down for the year. All he had to do is catch the ball and fall forward basically, right? Peters sees what's going on. He's like Gates' favorite receiver. Tyrell Williams, not his favorite receiver. Third down marker right there. I'm going to take a guess here in Gamble, and this is the type of corner he is, and jump this route and intercept it, and he almost took it for six. They got back on defense pretty quick, so they didn't tackle him. But that, those are the sort of plays that you watch, and when you look at the stat line, you see three interceptions. You go, Phillip Rivers is done. He's a wreck. Colin Cowherd goes on his show and just absolutely <laughs> sets him on shot. fire. Yeah. He's shot. You know what? Those are stats out of context. I'm watching the game, too, and what I'm seeing is a quarterback trying to force some things, no question at all, but also I'm seeing a guy who's in an offense that is not catering to his ability well, very well. I think it's karmic. It's punishment for not throwing the ball to Hunter Henry enough. <laughs> uh, I don't think it's a coincidence that the interceptions keep happening when he throws it to Antonio Gates. Uh, I think Hunter Henry is on my fantasy team, and I think this needs to be fixed right now. Okay, let's do pint size pick em. Music, please. Five top games of the week. Here we go. Rich Ornberger will lead the way. Thursday night football is the first game. This is the Packers and the Bears. Who you got? Well, you know how I feel about a home team. I uh, I think they have a distinct advantage. Lambeau, very vaunted, very historic place to play at. When I played there with the Cardinals, we weren't very good, but we lost that game. Uh, so I got the pack here. Go, pack, go. Yep. I'm very curious to see what happens in the stands. That's the story of the night. Vaunted, a word that you can only use when talking football, it turns out. <laughs> Rams, Cowboys. Rams, Cowboys. Who do you got? Oh, man. I like the boys. The Cowboys are rolling now. Zeke's back in line. Uh, Jerry Jones, he sort of switched up how everybody is doing this protest thing to make it feel more unified. Everybody's kind of in line. I would say as far from that end, the social issues end. The Cowboys are the most buttoned up organization. Everybody's on the same page. All the press clippings sound the same. So I think this is the least distracted team. <laughs> Everybody commits the same crime. That's You're right. absolutely right. <laughs> That's um, right. I'm with you, by the way. Green Bay and Dallas on those first two picks. This is the prove-it game for the Rams. They are 2-1, and one, but their two wins are against horrid teams. Yeah. This is a new ball game this week. I'll take the Cowboys. Next one, Lions at the Vikings. We got word today, no Sam Bradford. But Case Keenum looked good last week. Who you got? No, 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 no. When you don't have your franchise quarterback, you stay away from that. When you're just straight up picking one against the other. And I realize what people are saying about Bradford, but I got Dalvin Cook on my fantasy team for a reason. He looked great in college. He's looking great as a professional. I got the Vikings at home, no question. I'm going with you. The Vikings. Okay, next, Raiders, Broncos. Wow. Both of them coming off their first loss. I hate to say this. But I really like the Raiders in this, and I didn't think I'd be saying this very much this season, but they have proven to really fight hard on the road. And granted, what happened at Washington, I think, was more of an aberration than the, the rule. I think they're going to have success against Denver. Okay, we finally have a little uh, something going here. I will take the Denver Broncos. I think that uh, their defense is going to win this game. I think Washington put something good on tape. Uh, on uh, on Sunday night, Denver wins that football game. Okay, Eagles, Chargers. What you think? 
it is a runaway for the Eagles. I, right? I, yeah. I just, Eagles. There is no, I look, there's no question in my mind that these guys are trying hard. They're keeping games close. But I just, I just do not like the way this offense looks right now. And the Eagles defense is one of the better in the league right here. Liberty Station OGs, we just got 100 nodding heads yeah. when we said, yeah, Eagles. Eagles it's will beat the, the Chargers. It's the easiest pick of the day. All right. So you're going Green Bay, Dallas, Detroit. I'm sorry. Uh, Green Bay, Dallas, Minnesota. Oakland, Philadelphia. I'll go Green Bay, Dallas, Minnesota, Denver, mm. Philadelphia. Here comes three-year-old Jude with the winners. Okay, it is week four in the National Football League. You are still only one game behind Rich, so this is huge, okay? Okay. All right. <laughs> Thursday night game, Bears or Packers? Packers. Okay. Rams or Cowboys? Cowboys. Okay. Smart Lions or Vikings? Vikings. Okay, good pick. How about <laughs> this is a big divisional matchup, Raiders or Broncos? Broncos. Broncos. Going down, wow. kid. Uh, you had been loving the Raiders. Okay. Chargers or Eagles? Eagles. Eagles. All right. Uh, dominoes or OGs? OGs. Yeah. All right. And then this wow. one's super important. The big finish, yes. dude. Hartman or Willard? Willard. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Mark. Yeah, that's right. Okay, buddy, good job. All right, there they are. <laughs> there are the picks that you needed for the week. Oh, right, let's give yeah. him a round of applause. He loves OG's pizza, and he hates Hartman. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. That is a man after every American's heart right yeah, there. Yeah, he may not be great at picking games, but he's got great taste. Oh, he's my got goodness. Taste. Good pizza and good people. All right, 570-1360 is the number, and it's time for the list. We need two contestants, and we need it now. 570-1360 is the number. We've got a fantastic prize for you, so start dialing this minute. It's Mark and Rich. The list is next, 570-1360. Hey, it's Costin Hartman coming up on the show this afternoon. You have fantasy problems. We've got fantasy answers. Michael Harmon joins us at 3.30 on extra 1360 Fox Sports San Diego. <laughs> yeah, we, we've got... Uh... Fantasy answers with Mike Casa. That sounds so disturbing. What? <laughs> Uh, yeah, if Mike Costin is, got, if he's your fantasy, um, then, um, well, uh, there are, there's these things out there called psychiatrists. Uh, look, and, I mean, and, you know, but I mean, look, to each his own. There is a, isn't that the whole deal? There is a foot for every shoe, my friends. Speaking of the cannons, the uh, fusion will be coming up in exactly one hour, and we've got a serious decision to make. Already on this show today, mm. uh, Steve Hartman has been ripped by NFL Films and by Jude. Yeah, and I'm trying to figure out. We probably only have time to play one of them for Steve. Yeah. And I don't know which one is the right choice. What do you think? I think this is what we do. And what do you think? We can probably bite out. Look, you know, the, by the magic of radio, yeah. John, John Schaefer, the Iron Pig. The Iron Pig, who's about to make a huge appearance on this show in moments. He can go ahead and just select just the parts of the clip that are relevant to Steve Hartman. We'll play both of them. I don't know if the NFL Films thing plays if we just go to the Hartman part. I don't know. We've got major decisions to make. A lot make. of time still. Lot, uh, yeah, so much so, time to decide. Uh, if anybody wants to text us any thoughts on that, 570-1360 on the phone line. But the text, of course, started with extra 704 704- 
7-0. Okay, you said something to me yesterday uh, with regard to now the fact that you have uh, you've seen both sides of of the ball. You've seen both sides of the, of planet Earth. You have both played football and you have now called football yeah. into a microphone. Uh, and then you made uh, just a completely crazy statement to me. Would you like to share that with everybody? Yeah, I read this article about Jason Benetti, who called a couple of baseball games in a series, but also in between there, he called the NC State, Florida State football game. And yes. it was over one weekend. It was two plane flights, two different cities. Uh, he was rushing from rental cars to airports and charter flights to ballparks. It was insane, this regaling of the tale. And it reminded me of something that I was, I've just begun to realize here myself um this is pretty tough you know doing a, a weekday sports talk show and trying to do a real good job of that and then also preparing to do a call every weekend i am watching more film to prepare for calling a football game mm-hmm. than i've ever watched when i was preparing to play a football game. i think the i think the conclusion you have just come to yeah is that broadcasters are more talented than players. That is absolutely not. I, the I, truth. That's, that's what I heard <laughs> you say, and I would like you to call all of your friends in the league <laughs> and explain to them who's really what? working their butt off every weekend. Hard, hard work, I would say that broadcasters definitely could have an edge if they care about it. I would say this, though, talent is the reason why I didn't have to work as hard I, when I was playing. No, I, I listened to you. I just stopped listening to you for that last part, but I, I listened to the first part, and I feel feel incredibly talented let's let's do the list think you know it all you really don't these guys sure do you think you know but you don't know it's time to put that to the test and you never will on the list that's right one question two contestants three rounds all for one fantastic prize or as it may be this week just a weird prize but whatever here we are for the list every single day mark and rich sean and javier are the guests today the contestants good job guys congrats on getting in Sean, you got in first. Your choice of host partners. What would you like to do? Of course, Marky Mark. Yeah, I mean, it's just been, it's just, when is the last time someone picked you? No, 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 no. See, we went on this stretch where they were only picking me, and you were like, all feelings hurt. Right. Look, if Sean wants to make a poor business decision, I don't mind that. Sean, you're with Mark. No, he's looking looking for the more talented broadcaster. He's like, well, one's a player, one's a broadcaster. You just said it. Broadcasting's harder. I'm going to go with the broadcaster. I did not say any of that. Those are words put in my mouth. I have the, the player on the list with the more interesting name, Javier. Yeah. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. <laughs> That's right. That's right, buddy. Hey, hey, hey. Okay. Javier and Sean, guys, here's how it's going to go. We got three rounds. Each of you during those three rounds has one lifeline, uh, one chance for you to reach out to your host partner for a suggested answer. It's up to you whether you want to use it or lose it. Here comes the Iron Pig, and he's going to, uh, he's going to rock this thing. What's up, Pig? Hey, guys. Uh, real quick, by the way, Jason Benetti, that broadcaster, he was at my yeah. wedding. He was at my wedding. Oh, You're name kidding. dropper. Yeah, no biggie, but I, I wasn't <laughs> flying and dropping. I was the pilot. I flew them all around the country for that. Is that what you were doing this weekend? I was trying to get some OG's wings with you. That's yeah. Big, how come when we try to reference something on this show, we'll say Star Wars, and you look at us like, I have no idea what, what, what Star Wars is. Right. But we, we mentioned some guy named Jason from the middle well, of nowhere. And you're like, people. oh, yeah, he was the best man at my wedding. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I know some people. Yeah, yeah. The Iron Pig, it's like me and you are the only two people who know this Benetti guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> Unbelievable. Hey, amen. All right. All right, let's get to okay, this Pig, question. What, yeah, what are we doing? All right, today's question has to do with 
the smallest towns in the NFL. Green Bay is the smallest NFL city of 300,000 people, approximately. What are the okay. next six the next six smallest NFL cities? Oh, the next six smallest NFL cities after Green Bay. That's okay, right. Javier, you're up first. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> let's go with... Yeah. You know what? I'll use my lifeline right away. Oh, the old first-round lifeline. Always a good sign. Rich, what do you want to do? Yeah, yeah, that is uh, that is unfortunate for Team Rich. Go ahead and say Los Angeles. They've got two NFL teams. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they got to share the whole pie, um. so that's less, right? No, uh, I'm going to go with a place I, I lived for about a year and a half, Foxborough, Massachusetts, where the Patriots play Foxborough. Foxborough, huh, okay. What do you say, Javier? Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. We're using. <laughs> oh, oh sorry. What? Incorrect answer. There's... That is unfortunate. Uh, gosh, I'm broken up about it. Sean, what would you like to do? First round answer for you. Uh, okay, we're say, we're talking cities, right? Yes, yeah, smallest cities in the NFL, but Green Bay is off the board. Uh, Green Bay. Let's go with uh, let's go with Saints. Okay, so New Orleans, Louisiana is what we're going to say here. I, I'm not in love with the answer, but let's go ahead and try it. That seems wrong. Whoa! No, 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 no. There is no way. I want fact checkers. I want CNN polls on this. I don't know. Who do we talk to? Can we just... It just keeps hitting the ding. I'm with Trump. This is all going to hell right now. This is this yep. whole the list fake, is what he was talking fake about. Fake news. It's fake it's news. It's fake news. It is it total is. fake news. Okay. All right. Um, let's see. We're up one nothing, and you're mad. Javier, what do you say? Round two. Uh, let's go with uh, Buffalo. Buffalo I mean, sounds that, like yeah, a good guess. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, yeah, but okay. New Orleans. Now like, you got to be yeah. kidding me. New Orleans is tiny. I've never even been there. All right. Sean, uh, you can keep the lead with a right answer here. What do you say? I'm going to need that lifeline. Still trying to think of all the cities. You know, I'm going to give you Jacksonville. I feel like Jacksonville should be on this list. Sean, that's my lifeline. What is going uh, on? We're talking right top now. six, correct? Uh, correct? Bottom six, but yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, smallest. Uh, I'm going to go Jacksonville as the lifeline. Do you take it? I, I have faith in my partner. Okay. faith in my partner. <laughs> yes, wait, sir. Wait, wait, wait. Yes, sir. I'm looking things All up right. right now. Okay, Foxborough. Foxborough only has 16,000 residents, and New Orleans has over 300,000. Okay. You, you, you might be having trouble here, though, based on the fact that the Patriots, it's not the Foxborough Patriots. It's the oh, New this England is absolutely ridiculous. It's I'm, the, I'm, I'm, under, no, I'm just we, wait a I'm I, don't, under I don't have the I'm list. Just, I'm, I'm simply taking getting, a knee. I'm, I'm taking a knee. <laughs> I'm on a knee. That's it for the remainder of this conference. All right, Javier There's and no Rich way. are going to link arms. They're going to link arms for round three. But, Javier, you need a right answer right now, whether your arms are linked or not. What do you say? Uh, let's go with... Where the Titans play. Okay, we're going to go with Nashville, Tennessee, I believe. Okay, that's a correct answer. All right, Sean, here's the deal. We're tied 2-2. Rich is already protesting. You have no yeah. lifeline. You need a right answer to win. What do you say? Okay. Um, uh, 
Uh, I've never been to Tampa Bay, but that's not my answer. Um, I want okay. to. Thank, thank you for simply telling us that you've never been to Tampa Bay. I have. It's a delightful place. I've never been to Anchorage. Okay. Just right. wanted to put that out there. <laughs> I've never. You know what? I've never been to Australia. Really want to go. But anyway, go ahead, Sean. Back to no, the show. You know what? I, I think. I think as far as statewide, I think. Carolina is a small state, so I'm going to put 2 plus 2 equals 5 that Carolina should be in the top 10. Okay, he's going to go with the Carolina Panthers, which is in Charlotte, North Carolina. Pig? Oh, really? Oh, yeah! This is all right. This is all right. That is a win! This is a win. Hey, John, John, I'm not even kidding when I What's say up? this. When when I get home, I'm going to break your arm. I'm going to break we don't live together. No, 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 no! Yeah, I just, exactly. I mean, what home is, like the studio. Minute, what was that? You go to the studio, home what, base, what, what, command Red center. Chanting. New, New England's Sitting like uh, forty million people. K I S I New England, New England. It's like a million states. It's no, no, no. That is not where the Patriots play. The Patriots play. You ask where they play. They play in London once before. That's a very big city. Huge wow. city. Hey, Huge. Guess what, Javier? You just got railroaded, buddy, and I'm really sorry about it. That is unfortunate for you. Look, I did the very best I could, but I'm playing with, uh, unfortunately, well, some cheaters. Hey, Javier, pick Team Willard next time. Oh, that's right. You didn't have a choice. But anyway, go ahead, Rich. And to the victor go the spoils. Sean, you played with Mark, who cheats openly on the show. I hope I that's the only thing he cheats on. So here it is. Since you're the list. winning participant of the list, you get a I very special prize. A prize so big, Steve. Hartman's head would say, damn, that's a big prize. So right. here it is. You get a phone call from Mark or Rich or Mark and Rich, a personal greeting to you, a loved one, a friend, an enemy, whoever you'd like. Thanks for playing the list. We do it every day. Okay, let's take a break. Uh, Rob Ryan is going to join us in just a second. Mark and Rich. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 